Hello, everyone, and welcome back, or welcome to I Don't Care, the podcast. Um, I'm Alexia DiStefano, same as always. Yeah, today is going to be, well, if you tuned in to yesterday, not yesterday, last week's episode, that's going to kind of be the same vibe of this week, where I'm not really going to edit anything. Um, we're just going to chit-chat and that's that because editing can be a lot sometimes so I'm just trying to keep it simple the last couple have been a lot of editing um so I'm just like oh I need a little break it's December we're all busy with gatherings and whatnot so I just kind of want to keep this simple 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 um yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys because this week um, we are going to talk about my year. New Year's is going to come up. 2023 is like three weeks away. Isn't that crazy? 2023. It's always so weird. It's always like, ugh, 2023. But yeah, we're getting there. And so I figure... This episode can be a look back because it's always it's going to be more cool for me like future Alexia to listen. Hmm, what did I do in 2022? What things happened? What and whatever. So, um that's what this is. Is a little a little 2022 recap of my life, if you will. Uh but as always, my I don't care of the week and my I don't care of the week is people who are annoying just people who are annoying I feel like um I feel like we all have those people around us who are just like damn shut it just stop go away um even for a moment like we might love you and we want you to be around but just for this moment right now go away so that's my I don't care of the week I'm not really gonna go yes mother that's okay what okay um my mom's having a dinner tonight and I cleaned the damn house every inch of it except my bedroom I cleaned everywhere in the house but my bedroom is a disaster And that's totally fine. It's, it's not gonna, I'm not, I'm too lazy to do it. Look, nobody comes in my room but me. So if the house is a, if the house is clean, but my room is a disaster, that's a win. So yes, I have clothes everywhere, shoes everywhere, bags everywhere. My bed has not been fixed in who knows how long. My cute dog is on the floor next to me. And there's clothes on the floor. And I'm on the floor, actually, as well. So, you know what? That's another I don't care of the week. Cleaning my room. For some reason, it's the worst thing to clean. And I never was like this, but here we are. I was about to say I'm 22 years old. I'm not. I'm 19. Um, ooh! I do want to have a future episode super soon where I talk to you guys about books 
because I love, love, love books. But since we're kind of doing a 2022 recap, I figure maybe I will tell you guys some of my favorite books. Maybe I'll do one nonfiction and one fiction of my favorite since this year. Um, now that I said one of each, I'm realizing I have multiple favorites of each. So I'm just going to do two favorites of each and leave it at that. So nonfiction, which are the books that are not fake. They are real life stories or just whatever they're real. Um, is one book is called Atomic Habits. And that book is really good for personal development, um, trying to have organization and clarity in your life. And then my other favorite is called My Friend Anna. Now, if you watched Inventing Anna on Netflix, then you know that in Morocco, there was a lot of shit that happened. And one of the friends named Rachel got scammed by Anna Delvey. And this book called My Friend Anna is Rachel's perspective of the whole situation. Um, And it's really good. It's a really good book. There's text messages between Rachel and Anna. And I think it's a really good book. So that was just genuinely interesting because that was a real life story that happened to her. And then Atomic Habits is, okay, it's time for that personal development. What can I do to enhance my own life? What can I do to be a more well-rounded person? And Atomic Habits was... I should reread it. But yeah, that's definitely been my favorite self-help book um, this year. Let's listen to my dog snore if I can get it. I couldn't get it because as soon as I put the big microphone in her face, she woke up because this is a huge microphone. This microphone is massive. Um, okay, and then fiction, the fake stuff, the storytelling. Um, oh, Bones and All. Bones and All was so good. I still need to watch the movie. I need to stream it or go to the theaters. Oh, my God. Bones and All. So Bones and All is about, um, it's about this girl who kind of goes on a trip with this stranger and they connect over something really gory, gross, dark, and it's, the thing they connect over is not beautiful, however, the story is beautiful, and, um, It is a delicious movie. Oh, sorry, book. I haven't seen the movie. I'm sure the movie's delicious as well. But um, yeah, it's a really, really good book. It's one of those things where you just can't stop. Now, Meg McCarthy was on this podcast, and she's the one who actually told me about Bones and All, and she did not love the book. I don't think she finished it or got too far into it and then I read it all in two days because it was just so good um so you might like it you might not like it um sometimes 
the topic, the thing that is really, really, really dark and gory isn't for everyone. And I'm not like a huge fan of said topic, but this author did it so well. She knew what she was doing. So Bones and All is my first favorite fiction. Um, I feel like I haven't read too many fictions this year. I'm trying to think of another one. Um, gosh, I'm kind of blanking on the books I've read. If my, um, if my closet was open and I could see them all, I would remember. But I do really love the one I'm reading right now, which is also a show on Netflix called The Midnight Club. And I watched the the show on Netflix first and I really liked it a lot so I decided to buy the book it's a small short book and read it um yeah the author is Christopher Pike number one New York Times best-selling author Christopher Pike this book is about um oh god uh Everything is so difficult to explain. I feel like everything good is difficult to explain. But so it's about these teenagers who are dying of terminal illnesses, whatever it might be. And so they know they're dying, so they rather live their house in this, like, passing over hospice with other teenagers than live it alone in the hospital. And so they go to this hospice. Well, most of them are already there. And uh, there's no parents at the hospice, right? They get dropped off there and they leave, the parents. And then every... Once in a while, they have, like, family day where the families come to visit. Um, and I'm sure the families could show up whenever they want, if they wanted to. Um, and so, pretty much, it's just like we're watching these kids dying, essentially. But there's, like, a supernatural aspect to it. Um, they also have... So, it's called the Midnight Club because at midnight, they go to the basement of the hospice, the mansion, and they tell scary stories or they just tell stories, period. But it is so well done and I'm not fully done the book, but I am done the show. And the show did such an amazing job. And now reading the book, the book also does an amazing job of correlating the actual life of these kids with the stories that they're telling. Because sometimes you hear, oh, it's a show and they tell stories and you're like, oh, well, that sucks. Or, oh, that might be really bad, but it's not really bad. Um, because also they tell the stories, but then they show. So it's like, say I'm narrating a story, but on the screen is the story playing out, but you hear me narrating it. It's a little bit of that. Um it's really it's really good. I recommend watching it. I and if you're more of a book person, then read the read the book. If you're more of a show person, watch the show. Um yeah, those are my favorite books, I guess, of this year. There's many more that I've read, but um sure, we'll stay with that. 
I know there was another one before I read Bones and All, and I can't remember what book I read, but that, oh, oh, yes, oh my god, I need to do a full episode of this book, but I'm not, I'm not even going to go into detail, but I totally forgot that my favorite nonfiction of all is actually I'm Glad My Mom Died, Jeanette McCurdy, that's my favorite, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just get the book and read it for yourself, but we will have a full conversation about that book and many others in a future episode to come so just stay tuned for that my favorite tv shows slash movies this year um oh this year i was introduced to the wilds so that by far is my favorite show of 2022 now unfortunately it did get canceled season three did not get picked up which is so freaking unfortunate um Luna's asleep. I tried to get you guys to listen to her snore. I don't really know if you got it. But honestly, I would watch season one if you want. And then gradually you're going to get into season two just naturally. But um, it's such a good show. Hands down, The Wilds was the best show I watched in 2022. Um, I also watched, well, I did watch Inventing Anna, and that was also amazing. Oh, The Devil in Ohio is one of the best shows that I also watched in 2022. I would say it's the second best show that I watched in 2022. Um, but also, I would say that it's... See, the thing is, The Wilds and The Devil in Ohio, they're very different genres that they can both be my first favorite of the genre. Like, I'd say The Devil in Ohio is more horror, and then The Wilds is more thriller, YA, um, suspense, mystery, all of that. And The Devil in Ohio is mystery, sure, but it's, it's definitely horror. And I loved, I loved it. Oh my God. I need something similar to The Devil in Ohio or I need a season two, even though I know it's a limited series, but I just need more of a good representation of cults that follow the devil and not God. Because what I found is a lot of the cults that worship God are more based on sex and wives and babies and how to get to heaven and to do anything to get to heaven and I don't want that because that's not scary that's just gross what I want is good fiction stories on tv of worshiping the devil and the craziness that can come with that because it is a whole different ballpark. Um, sorry, I moved Luna. My foot was falling asleep. Okay. Oh, God, yes. The Devil in Ohio is really good. I'm not really a big movie person, but um, my favorite movie of all time is called The Escape Room. 
And this year, the second, the second Escape Room came out. So I'd say that was my favorite movie this year. Or I'm pretty sure it was this year that it came out. Um, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure. So that was my favorite movie that I watched this year. The second, my second favorite movie that I watched this year is Don't Worry Darling. Damn, Don't Worry Darling was magic. It was amazing. It was captivating. It was confusing. You didn't really know what was happening until everything was clear. But the whole time you're watching it, you're trying to be like, oh, this could be it. Oh, this could be it. Oh, this could be it. Wait, no, it can't be that anymore. And they just proved that it can't be that one. And now what is happening? And then you figure it all out. And it's not like, a, oh, shit, I should have known that. That sucked. It's a what the fuck i never would have guessed that but looking back it makes sense and that is crazy and i love that they did that plus it is directed by a female olivia wilde um which we love hands down we love the cinematography although there were a couple scenes where i didn't like the camera work at the beginning there was a lot of spinning and the spinning made me dizzy, and I didn't love that. Um, like, there was one scene where Florence Pugh and Harry Styles were, like, well, like, he was, okay, like, well, I'm just, so Harry Styles was eating out Florence Pugh for fake, of course, in the movie, but the, um, camera was going in a circle around the dinner table and that was one one scene where it was spinning around but I actually really liked that oh no not again the camera situation I know I'm not out of space so that's really annoying because I double trickle triple checked um anyways so then there was another scene almost immediately after that sex scene where they were at the head leader's house and they were talking and the camera was spinning again and I was like damn I don't like this and then my mom turns to me she goes there's a lot of spinning and I was like yeah anyways that movie was impeccable impeccable so that's my favorites of this year um let's let's go to january now this episode i'm hoping is going to be shorter because yep but you know a year in an hour like to talk about a year of stuff in an hour that is pretty impressive i'll say let's start with january so january was kind of whatever um i was still in school doing my full-time course for acting and we were still doing our movie. Uh, if you want to hear more about the drama of filming this movie that I was directing, um, I have an earlier podcast episode called My Horror Story of Filming a Horror Movie. Check that out. And that explains everything that happened while filming this horror movie that I was doing December to March. Um so check that out but pretty much I was doing that and then we ended filming that in late February early March 
And then I graduated from my acting school in late March. Uh, and then we had like a little, we had a little graduation for that later. It was like, we had that graduation probably in May. Was it May? I think it was May. Um, so that's what happened January, February, March as I was just in school and then I graduated. And then in April, I started to submit myself to different agencies and I was very fortunate enough to have four different talent agencies in Vancouver say yes that they wanted me. And so it ultimately came up to me to make the decision of where I wanted to go. And so by late April, early May, after meetings with everyone and phone calls and discussions and stuff, I picked to go with the agent that I have now, who is amazing, phenomenal, gorgeous, everything in between. And so, yeah, May, I was with her and she's like, okay, you're going to need new headshots because the ones that you have are not good. And I was like, cool, where should I go? So by late May, I got my new headshots with Jenna Berman. And I have a podcast episode with Jenna Berman. Check it out. It's called Alien Abductions. No, what's it called? Work Ethic and Alien Abductions with Jenna Berman. Uh, She is one of the best, I'd argue the best, in Vancouver photographers. So if you are a Vancouverite looking for headshots, check out Jenna Berman at jennaberman.com or her Instagram at Jenna Berman or Jenna Berman Photography. Oh my god, I'm so happy I memorized those. So, uh, then I got these headshots and then auditions were starting to roll in. So I was doing a lot more auditioning, having fun with that. And, uh, I pretty much have been auditioning consistently since June. Um, after those headshots, the auditions came in way more. And so I've been having multiple a week since June Uh, which has been really, really amazing. So what happened? So that's May. Then June rolls around. Um, Nothing in particular happens in June. Nothing particular happens in July or August. Oh, meanwhile, um, so... After I graduated school, I was home more often, so I was able to bring my dog to the dog park every single day, and we met Tracy, and Hudson, and Bruna, and Lucky. So Tracy and Bruna are the owners, and then Hudson and Lucky are the dogs. Those are Luna's best friends. So every single day since I graduated, I have seen them. We hang out all the time, literally every day. Um, usually, now that it's cold, we ha- I'll have them come to my house, and then we'll hang out inside and whatnot. The dogs can do their thing. Uh, I make coffee because it's freaking cold. Um, 
on Wednesday, we're actually going to have a little Christmas party. So the dogs will be outside having their fun. And we're going to get, I got them gifts. So we're going to do a little gift exchange for the dogs. And it's going to be so fun. I'm going to have some treats for them. And then I'm going to have some treats for us. So I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, that's technically today when this comes out. If you're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, so, meanwhile, I'm auditioning, but I'm also going to the dog park every single day and hanging out with them and, you know, doing regular life things like going out with some friends and family and whatnot, but I don't really have big memories of anything that happened except for, like, career stuff, which honestly is the most important and the things that I'm going to want to remember when I'm older is, like, where I started And not really the dinner party I went to. Um, So, yeah, the summertime was a lot, a lot of auditioning. And then September was weird because everybody started to go back to school. And, like, the weather started to become bad again. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, like, what happened in the summer is going to be a constant thing for me where I'm not going to work every day, where I'm not doing something stable every single day, and the weather's going to get shit. So that was a little mind fuckery, but I love it. Um, so anyways, then September, right? So there's freaking birthdays every single day, I felt. Birthday, birthday, birthday. So it was a lot of family stuff, a lot of dinners, a lot of food, a lot of stuff going on. And I want to say late September, early October. No, early October. I did the audition for Pauline for Midnight Whispers. And then late October, October 25th, I found out that I booked Pauline in Midnight Whispers. And then uh, November 11th, sorry, November 14th was my first day on set of Midnight Whispers. So I'm very fortunate because usually you don't get an agent and then book the same year. Like usually, first of all, it takes some people years to get an agent And I was really lucky to get one, to get one in such a short time and to have options. That was really amazing. A huge part of that is having a good cover letter and a resume prepared, having a demo link. A lot of the times they don't want to download a file, a demo file. So if you're an actor out there, my best tip is to upload your demo video on YouTube. Keep it under three and a half, keep it under four minutes if you can. I'd say like five minutes max. Um, Have it on YouTube on the unsolicited, so you have to have a link to watch it. And send that link in the email and write like demo link and then put the link beside it so that it's not a downloaded um, file that they need to download to watch your demo because a lot of the times they don't want to do that. 
also have a sincere um a sincere cover letter personalize it a little bit if you can uh and change some stuff up between agents that you apply to and then your resume just like it's tough because I had nothing on my resume I had my schooling and then like two little things that I did for high school or on my own and I think just have one, have everything that they ask for. And I even went so much to put it in the order that they asked for. So just be on top of it. If they ask for a cover letter, have a cover letter. If they don't ask for one, don't put the cover letter. They're specific for a reason. So follow whatever directions the websites say. So yeah, I was really lucky to have um, gotten an agent so early on and um and a good agent that's the other thing is I get a lot of auditions I'm sure because of my look it is like that just staple young I can kind of shape shift kind of a general look which is good um but also because my agent is known, the agency is known and it's more trusted and has more um, relationships and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'm really lucky for that as well. And I've had so many auditions, like I said, that is another thing that not everybody has. So I'm also grateful for that. So, yeah, booking a job the same year I got an agent is really really magical and i'm really lucky and grateful for that um and the paychecks have been very nice especially during christmas season when all your money goes in the garbage for other people it is nice to have had work to support myself a little bit through this holiday season and into the new year and beyond until i get my next thing which I know will be soon. Someone's here. So, um, I literally just went through my whole year for you. One second, I have to scream. Oh no, my mom heard I was about to have to scream. Door! That was... Luna is just excited that somebody's here. So maybe I do I end this so early? No, I think I'm not going to, but I'm going to let Luna out. So hold on. I'm not going to edit. So enjoy the silence. Okay, enjoy that silence. I hope you did. Um, is there anything else that happened in my year? Well, right now, I... Oh, I'm hoping to become union by January. I just need my third pay stub from my job. And then I can become full union. So I'm really happy about that. That's the ACTRA and the UBCPTSWH. LMNOP, whatever the union is in Canada, Vancouver. That is what I want to be and what I, I want. Yay. Anyways, 
God, I feel like there's no way that's everything that happened this year. That feels like nothing. That didn't even take like 15 minutes of my time to say. Surely more happened. I, I literally can't think. I literally can't think, guys. What happened this year? No trips. No vacations? Like, no little trips? No little trips, I think. Yeah, it was just like a grind. I like to grind on my career. So it, this year was a very career-focused year. Um, as will... they From now on, they all are. Um, because I'm an adult, and that's what happens. Oh, actually, this year was a year... Um, personally, where I have been coming to terms more with who I want in my life and who I find are too toxic for me. And going back to what Megan Trainer says, that sometimes people's best intentions can end up hurting you. And um, I take that to heart. That is a perfect description of the things that I feel and felt and will feel. Um, so this year has been... Um, good for me to step into my own feelings more, accept them more, and allow myself to make decisions based on what I know will be best for me. Also, I knew I forgot forgot something else. At the beginning of this year, um, and I'm going to do a whole episode on this as well, I worked alongside Casey and Kenny Clark, who are both in the challenge Kenny, I'm so happy that he's in the challenge, and I mean, I hope he does great things. Casey, we already know her to be a champion, a three-time finalist, no, a two-time finalist, one-time champion, and then one time her partner, no, she fell, Ugh. and her partner was annoying that season too, but um, I worked with them, I did a workshop, and we kind of just, they kind of helped me through my feelings. They helped me organize my life and kind of plan for things and and how to really focus on mindset and how to prioritize positive thinking and strategic thinking over dwelling on the bad things, but also to accept that because it's going to happen. Like negative thinking is bound to happen, but how are you going to adapt, learn, and change from that? That's what they taught us. Um, I have some video recording of that, so I would love to put that in um, to a future episode. I'm just going to kind of focus it on that workshop and have the conversations we had on. Maybe next week I can do that. So stay tuned for that. For Casey and Kenny Clark's wise words and education of my life, they did for me. <laughs> So those were some other things that I forgot happened this year. Uh, and actually, this week, um, the workshop people, we're going to do a little reunion, catch up, see what's happening in each other's lives. I'm excited to tell them that I've booked work um, because they all knew me when I was still in school, about to graduate, looking forward to working and auditioning, and they... They learned that I was, you know, accepting or audition. Fuck, what was I doing? Applying to, 
to agents and stuff. So anyways, I'm excited to fill them in on things that have happened. And yeah, that's kind of my year, I guess. This is a terrible podcast episode. I'm so sorry. I had nothing planned. I'm trying to like be a little quiet because my mom's having people over and I don't like I don't really like everyone listening to me live in person. They can tune in to the episode. Um but we are going to end off this super short podcast episode with me taking a couple random tests. And the first online test that I'm going to take is a when will I die test. So the first question is, how old am I? I'm 19. My country, Canada. My gender, female. My height, I'm five feet tall. I'm five feet tall inches. Oh, I'm not five inches tall. Ugh, what is five feet in inches? What is five feet in, in inches? I am 60 inches tall. Okay, and my weight, I'm, let's just say 105. I don't know what I am. How would you rate your income level? Well below average, below average, average, above average, well above average, um, well below average. Please indicate your level of education. Um, no education, primary, secondary, higher, academic. Uh, I have higher education. What would you characterize your type of work? I work mentally, physically, I work Half mentally, half physically, I'm a student. I don't work. I work all of the above. So I'm just going to say half mentally, half physically. How would you rate the level of stress you experience? Very low, less than others, same as others, higher than others, very high. I'm going to go less than others for the most part. Choose the most suitable option for your everyday meals. Vegetarian, seafood, sometimes healthy, semi-fished food, high-calorie meat. None? I'm just going to go, oh, sometimes healthy food, sometimes convenience food from the supermarket. Do that. How often do you exercise? Like, never. How often do you smoke? Uh, I don't. How often do you drink alcohol? Occasionally. Which... Which best describes your day-to-day attitude? Relaxed and optimistic, bored and realistic, determined and aggressive, grumpy and pessimistic, stressed and irritable. I'm going to say optimistic and relaxed. I won't, I don't think I am a relaxed person, but I'm very optimistic, so I'm going to pick that. How much time do you, <clears throat> how much time do you spend outdoors at least an hour a day several hours a week okay at least an hour a day cuz of my dog let's see ooh it's pending the oh no there's more questions um how much time do you spend sitting a day 0 to 3 hours 3 to 5 hours 5 or more hours i'm going to go 3 to 5 just it depends on the day like sometimes it could be more than 5 i don't know how much how much sleep do you get at night? Oh, I get a full eight or more hours. I'm very, very stingy. Not stingy. I'm very 
picky about my sleep and I must have my eight hours plus. Do I participate in sports? No, I do not. What is the level of air pollution in your neighborhood? Low? What the fuck? How often do you visit your doctor? Well, well, sure. We'll do one time a year. Uh, do you or have you ever had a drug or other addiction? No, I have not. Are there any heritable, heritable, heritable diseases in your family? How do you say that word? I know what it means, but how do you say it? Yes. Do you suffer from any chronic disease? No. Uh, no, I do. What am I saying? I'm literally diagnosed with chronic migraines. Do you suffer from high or low blood pressure? Not that I know of. Do you suffer from diabetes? No. Okay, let's get the results. I'm going to die. Oh my god, per, I'm going to die 2092. You will have lived 21.34 of your life already. Oh my god, I lived 21% of my life already? Okay, so, okay, let's do the math. If I die in 2092, how old am I? So let's go 2092 minus 2003. I'll be 89 years old. You know what? I think I can push it. I really do. Like, I, I think I could at least be 90 because otherwise, what the hell, right? Um, I think I can do it. I think I can beat the death date. Thank God it doesn't say, like, tomorrow. Could you imagine if it said, you're going to die tomorrow? I was scared of that. I was scared that I might have said that. Um, let's see what other kind of tests there are. Um... Should we see? Oh. Oh, let me see. A palm reading quiz. Yeah. What's that? Let's see what a palm reading quiz is. I don't know what it is, but let's see. Take the test. Um, choose the form of. Oh, choose the form of a hand similar to mine. Okay, so let me look at my hand and pick um, one that looks most similar to mine. Uh, square palm, the fingers are equal or longer than the palm. Okay. Next question. Choose the proportion between the index and the ring finger. Index is longer than the ring finger. The ring finger is longer than the index. The ring finger? Which one's the index? What the fuck's your index? Is that the middle finger? Well, it's all... Oh, no. What did I press? Oh, no. Something's happening on my computer. Okay. You know what? The palm reading quiz didn't work out. Um, and that's okay. Let's just keep looking at what... Let's do one more test and then we'll end it here. Um, because I'm starving. Um, 
uh, let's do a work one, shall we? The ambition test. No, I'm ambitious. Cheap debt, good employee, lottery winner. Whoa. Let's do the queen bee test. Okay. We're going to do the queen bee test. I don't know what that means. Oh, I guess it's like, are you a queen bee? Of course. In high school, were you the leader of your own clique? No. I mean, technically, because I was a loner. Do you pick on... Do you pick on or gossip about other girls in school? I mean, honestly, I did. Let's be real. Do you have any frenemies? I did have frenemies. Of course. Oh, no. I already know where this is going. You and two other female colleagues are up for the same promotion. What do you do? Wish them good luck. No matter what happens, having a woman in power is awesome. Yes. Mentally run through a list of reasons why I'm better for the job than they are. I mean, I would wish them good luck and mean it, but also be running through reasons of why I would be better. Do something to ruin their chances of getting promoted. No, honestly, I would wish them good luck. Um, and, and I would mean it. You end up being the one who gets promoted, per. How would you treat your fe former female colleagues? I would set high expectations for their performance, even if they are a former friend. I would give them a lot of tasks to do, make them work overtime, and show them who's boss. The same way I always have, as friends and fellow women. Hear us roar. I mean, I think, honestly, I think naturally I would set high expectations for them if they, if they are... If they were someone who was also looked at to be promoted, then they should maybe have high expectations on them. Um, so honestly, I would I would set high expectations for them. Uh, your company hires a young woman who isn't shy about letting you know how much she wants a job like yours. How would you react? I would see her for what she is, an upspur, and set out to eliminate this new competitor what i would begin monitoring her right away so that she can achieve her dream in the future of course i would keep a wary eye on her no if someone wants the career like look as someone who is starting off in my career i look up to people who have accomplished the things that i want to accomplish and i look at them as a mentor there is no malicious intentions at all it's just you've done what I want to do and I want to learn from you and so if I were the person who was at the higher status and someone came to me and was like I love what you do I want to be like you I would help them as much as I could to make their dreams come true your per your usually cold and standoffish colleague is having a difficulty with her new position as manager, a position that you wanted. After finding her crying in the bathroom, she confesses that her responsibilities are really taking a toll on her. What do you do? Sympathize with her and offer to help her in a way I can. Suggest that she delegate some of her duties to me without hinting too much at the fact that I'm obviously much more qualified for the job. Listen to, 
every tearful word and then spill the details to upper management no i would genuinely sympathize if they didn't pick me it was for a reason and i could be bitter and a bitch if i want but at the end of the day i would listen to her reasons and i would try and help her if i could in your opinion what does it mean to be a leader it means setting high expectations for others to achieve and occasionally handing over some of my tasks when i don't feel like working it means being bossy around and reminding them that i i'm the authority and therefore deserve their utmost respect and obedience it means monitoring and helping others to achieve achieve their full potential of course it's that one i mean if you are delegating all this work to your employees because you don't want to do it um and you're kind of an asshole boss it's going to reflect poorly and if the team is doing a bad job it automatically becomes the boss the manager's fault so proper leadership is so important for for everything a colleague complains to you that her male boss always gives the best assignments to male employees how would you respond fuck that i'd suggest that she make that she take more in initiative i'd roll my eyes and tell her to toughen up i'd sympathize with her and suggest that she file a complaint per absolutely file a complaint um one of your female employees is consistently late she says that she has to drive her children to daycare how would you deal with it i would tell her that she has to make up the lost time even if it means staying late i would suggest that she gets up earlier in the morning other women have children and they're making it to work on time i would push the powers that be for an in-house daycare she can't be the only woman dealing with this issue um i honestly wouldn't do any of this i think if i was a boss and someone was constantly coming in 10 minutes late for work um i would suggest just i mean first of all it's 10 minutes oh it doesn't say 10 minutes she's coming in late i think that i would have a sit down talk with them and talk about their hours what if we pushed it back half an hour and you work half an hour later or what if you worked half the time at home and half the time here so honestly based on all of these answers i would tell her that she would probably have to make up lost time um yeah how companies hire a female friend when you your company hires a female friend you went to high school with what do you do I ask if I can help her out with her orientation. I can't wait to grab coffee and show her around the office. I stop by her to office to welcome her, but I won't waste too much time catching up. She has a lot to learn, and she better learn it quick. I welcome her by sending her on the first of many coffee runs and other gopher air. No, I would do the first thing if I... At the end of the day, like, you're equal to everyone. So if you're hiring someone that you know, at least take the time to catch up. Ooh, let's see. It's calculating my score. It's calculating my score. What does the score mean? Um, the door to your office is always open and everyone is welcome. <clears throat> oh, my score is 27. Okay. 20. That seems low, but I don't know what it means. So, yeah. My score means that 
The door is always open in your office and everyone is welcome. You are the hub B, the center of a powerful network to which you hold the key. You believe that cooperation, not catty and petty competition, is how the best work gets done. Everyone needs help sometimes and you love to step in while you put while you will put yourself out there for those in need, your true specialty is keeping people connected. When a tough problem needs a smart solution, you always have a friend who you who will have your back. For you, getting ahead doesn't mean taking out the competition. When other women succeeds, it's good for all women. You're all part of a sisterhood. Of course, while you're busy thinking about everybody else, don't forget to think about yourself. I'm not. Don't worry. It's okay to be self-focused and allow your competition streak to show. Don't let others misconstrue your kindness for weakness and take advantage of your goodwill. A hub bee has to be assertive in order to hold her network together. Be a shoulder that people can lean on. But if you're too nice, you risk getting stung. <laughs> don't worry. I'm also a bitch. So that was, that's that everyone. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Tune in next week. I promise it will be more entertaining. I just had to take a break because last week's was really juicy and full of beauty. And if you didn't listen to it, definitely check it out because for your entertainment, the family drama continued. And that I will not get into detail with because, oh my God, it's so annoying. Like, let me talk. Let me say my truth. It is the truth. What I said is exactly what happened in real life. And some people aren't able to handle that truth and get mad at me for saying it. So tune into last week's episode because fuck, did I get the wrath of it? Um... Yeah, one day I would love to further explain that, but that day is not today. So thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Have a great day. Bye. Yeah.